Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in horror. <laughs> of course we are. I mean, why is that word so hard to say? Well, and I think part of it is that horror. when said too quickly, it does sound distinctly like another word. Yeah, and it's very repetitive. That maybe you'd try not to say. Words you don't want to say. That's what we're talking about today. So putting the her <laughs> in horror actually helps distinguish. allows you to enunciate more. Say it slower. Yeah. Very, very smart of you. I know. It was the low-hanging fruit. pre-planned. <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And um, I, I'm here with my beautiful co-host. Uh, I just... I feel as though it's important that we stop oh. to take a moment to just acknowledge mm. and enjoy. Okay. The <laughs> the uh the truly wonderful and numerous impressions that exist of Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's really been a while, really since Sarah Palin, that we've had, like, even a lot of people weren't doing Hillary. Not a lot of people. It's too You know psychotic. what I mean? Yeah. It's the vibes and are. We're all afraid for our lives, yeah. of course. <laughs> nobody wants to do so that. So nobody really did Hillary. No. So really, Sarah Palin was the last, uh, like, mm-hmm. headliner political character that was quirky and and uh sort of distinct enough yeah. for people to play her. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but I have just tr- seen some gems. Oh yeah. on the internet. She is so it's truly her 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 I mean, it's really what she's given us. Yeah. It's really what Kamala Harris has contributed. What's very unique. <laughs> and unique is the word I'll use. Her laugh is unique. Right. The way that she says so many words without saying anything at right. all <laughs> is special. Well, and I think that's the best person to perform an impression of is the person that you like. You don't have to like rewrite mm. any of their material mm-hmm. if you just say what they said exactly. <laughs> because the material makes itself. <laughs> right. It's hilarious enough yeah. without you making it. Like, you know, doing anything mm-hmm. hyperbolic with it. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just, it just, it's good enough as it is. Well, everything, the thing with Biden is like, it's not even fun. No, it's because it's, it's sad. Yeah, yeah, it's too. But um, did you read, uh, did you read <laughs> this really uh, Trump's press release when he found out that uh, Joe Biden has COVID? No, I did not. Oh, my goodness. I'm pulling it up for you right now. This is the funniest thing I've ever read. Okay. I I mean, mean, so Trump impressions obviously have been happening since long before he was a president because he is quite the distinct character. But 
Kamala, man, we had no idea we'd be getting so much humor from her term in office. And that's it. <laughs> this this was supposedly written by Donald Trump. It has it's like from his from the statement by Donald J. Trump. Well, and let's face it, if he hadn't written it, we would all know by now. Yes. <laughs> he would be like, he would have I told I us. did not write that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the funniest. Oh, it's so petty and it's so funny. I just can't. So you definitely know it's. <laughs> oh, you know it was. Tri- it, it, the level of petty is 100%. Okay. Okay, I'm imagining his face. Imagine his face. <laughs> As, imagine his hand gestures. If I could do a better. If I could do a Trump impression, yeah. I'd do one for you, mm-hmm. but I can't. Okay. Joe Biden, who many have said is our worst president, <laughs> has come down. <laughs> has come down with a case of the China virus, despite being vaccinated. That was the opening line. I hope sleepy Joe Biden, the worst president of all time. <laughs> Who was followed by the best president of all time, Donald J. Trump. I hope Sleepy Joe is able to bounce back quickly, much as I was. Doctors described my fight against the China virus as Herculean, and not meaning the woke Disney Hercules, but rather the Kevin Sorbo one. The Lou Ferrigno one as well. <laughs> he referenced two, two Hercules. Reference three, not the woke Disney one. Right. <laughs> the Kevin Sorbo one and the Lou Ferrigno one as well. I guess it would make sense. I could kind <laughs> of see just like all the TVs in Donald Trump's house just like constantly playing, playing these like old Kevin like Greek, Sorbo like Greek God stories, <laughs> stories about heroes. <laughs> that seems strangely like him, like something he'd have. Last two sentences. <laughs> Joe, I wish you a speedy recovery, even though you are taking America in the wrong direction. No one wants Kamala. <laughs> uh, you know, I, d- I doubt, I'm not saying for a fact I know Donald Trump wrote this, because I don't. This is... Right. It just seems like something he would write. It definitely... Whoever wrote this, number one, hilarious. Number two, it absolutely seems like something that he would write. <laughs> and I just loved it. I loved it very much. I thought it was hilarious. and That's uh, truly wonderful. I mean, I don't think it's too outrageous for Trump, but... No, I love the idea that he <laughs> he has like a weird has obsession. preferred Hercules. <laughs> No one wants Kamala. I thought that's why I thought of it because you right, just well, very I mean, fitting. No, it makes sense that I could see also see Trump, like when he's in the doctor's office at the hospital or whatever, being like, "Um, so how good am I at taking out sickness?" Doc? <laughs> like I feel like that would be a question. Yeah. So what? So what milligram do I need to take of this? Yeah. Okay. And also my final <laughs> my final follow up question is um. Am I great? Am I Have best? I been fighting Am this off best? like better than anyone you've ever seen oh, ever? Oh man, I loved it so much. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail at four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. Don't forget to support the podcast, keep us on the air, or join book club. That is at patreon.com slash theologians. I mean, I'm sure at this point, let's see. Uh, you guys are enjoying your George Grant book. Mm-hmm. Tell them a little bit about it. It's 
so it's October. It's October. Yeah, okay. you're definitely reading. Yeah, it. we're still we're like you're getting towards the yeah. middle end. <laughs> <laughs> when we're recording this, we haven't not October at all. Actually, read it. Not October. Even started. <laughs> it's not. Um, but I know it's going to be great because it's George Grant. Yeah. Um, you picked but, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Very appropriate. Uh, I mean, how to care for other people. Yeah. In a time, wh- I mean, that, that it's really the message. It That's really everyone's message nowadays. It is. I want to be taken care of this way. I think the government should do this. I think people should do this. Um, I think we should be responsible for this or not responsible for this. So um, it just seems like an appropriate pick. Yes. How do we treat the poor? And the biblical principles for it. Right. Which I think are fantastic. And Mm -hmm. what are your responsibilities? Um, You can join book club at any time at patreon.com slash theologians. All of our live discussions, past, present, and future are available. So you can do that there. And here we are. It's uh, it's the month when people think about whether or not they should do Halloween. And we are not doing an episode on that. So best of luck to you. You're going to have to figure that one out on your own. <laughs> it's not that I don't care, but I don't care to tell you what you should do for Halloween. So if you were hoping that we ever would, you came to the wrong place. We never will. <laughs> You came to the wrong place. We do have strong feelings on this topic, though. Well, at least I do. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Absolutely. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've talked about uh, horror as a genre. I did talk about it at the beginning of this year in our feminism series, because I believe that feminism helped give birth to modern ideas of the horror genre. Because of books, because of Mary Shelley and Frankenstein and mm-hmm. on and on and on. She, yes, you made your case in really, well, was that like our first episode of the entire year? So yeah, it was episode number one of the feminism character studies. If you yes. want to hear Summer make her case as to why Mary Shelley basically launched horror and why yes. that was a result of her mm-hmm. uh, feminism it was. And go listen. Um, I really enjoyed I enjoyed that topic. Um, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein in 1818, and I really do think a lot of what we think of as horror now is from that. Oh uh, yeah, that was definitely obviously books came first. Right. So Mary Shelley, Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. There there was definitely it didn't like mm-hmm. scary stories. It's not that they didn't exist, but, no, but horror the modern... is a little different. That because I don't know. I feel like most stories mm-hmm. do have some sort of terror mm-hmm. element. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's just like a good old guy mm-hmm. slays dragon, guy gets slaves princess. Yeah. Um, the dragon. The was dragon scary. is scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there was sort of a switch. <laughs> yeah. In like a you know like how the monster was portrayed I, it's yeah. just different from yeah. there's a difference between a horror genre yeah uh media like piece of media book right well that's why i think this topic is a little hard to talk about because first of all when you say 
horror, you're going to have people that already have an idea in their head of what that means. Right. That you might not mean. Um, well, and a lot of people are just like, I don't like being scared. Yeah. Fair. Right. And that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Um, I do think that we need scary stories, but again, when I say that, that might mean one thing to you that just is not what I mean at all, which is one reason why it's worth talking about. Um, I do. So I think what I would just say at the outset that you can just put off the table for me when I'm talking about the value of a scary story or the kind of quote horror genre Mm -hmm. that I think is worth your time. I'm not talking about the kinds of books or movies where it's really just about showing you evil. Like the point of it is that it's gory. The point of it is that it's just gross. The point is that like what is entertaining you is this horrible, gross thing. Right. Um, I heard someone, and I can't remember who, call it, like, vice tourism. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're just there to see, like, horrible vices that yeah. are, like, this... There, there's also a difference between a story about people who are afraid and a story that is revolting. <laughs> yes. So, I understand there are a lot of books, movies, films, and the whole point of them is just being gross and terrifying. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, That's not worth... Right. I would dissecting as far as I'm considered. The mo the extent to which I'd be willing to talk about those things is that they are very common in the horror genre. Um but they are not a legitimate contribution to the genre or to storytelling itself. Yeah. It's just not so if that's what you think of if that's what you think every scary movie is, I can understand why you would be like, I don't like scary movies. And I can understand why you would think that because a lot, a lot of, them, of them are. Yeah. Um, but that's not what I don't care to talk about those. <clears throat> and they're not that fascinating. What I do think is worth thinking about is the fact that um, scary stories have been around for a long time because the world is scary. Yeah. And I think that it's very important that as Christians, especially if you're a Christian parent, that you don't just like somebody is going to teach your kids how to deal with fear like somebody is going to. And it's either, as usual, going to be you or the media you let them consume, Mm -hmm. uh, which is usually from the world, uh, unless you're being really cautious and careful. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually extremely important and it is like the duty of Christian parents to train their children how to deal with fear. And I think what a lot of parents want to do is just shield their kids from the knowledge that evil exists at all. Right. Which is really setting your kids up for failure. I'll just make it so that they're never afraid. Right. Which is not possible. Which is not possible. And it's <laughs> going to backfire horribly if you want to create and raise children that are not cowardly or easily frightened right so like when the bible says fear not and you like want to take that seriously what you can't do is be like oh there's nothing to fear the bible is not telling you fear not because nothing is fearful that's not the point the point is there's a lot out there that is fearful you don't live in fear because and then the the verses are usually followed by all these really great reasons (laughs) 
um, that you should battle and face your fears courageously. Yeah. And there's lots of great reasons to do that. So anyway, one reason why I will show my kids a movie like A Quiet Place. Okay. Even though there are parts in it that are scary. Mm-hmm. Is because, and I know some people would consider that a horror movie. I would not put it in that genre, but that's fine. If you think it's scary, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, one reason why I would show my kids that movie is because the essential <laughs> the essential idea in the movie is like be quiet or you'll die right mm-hmm. so the the aliens that come they can't see they can only hear right. so if you want to live you have to be quiet mm-hmm. um that is not necessarily a scary premise it, that is a stressful situation right that's that's a that's a stress inducing yeah situation that I think my kids can relate to because like every for three hours every Sunday they have to be quiet. Now they're not going to (laughs) die if they're not, but they can relate to the stress of I have to control myself and be quiet. And I think that is what that for me is why I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie, but why it's a scary movie that I think is worth watching why I think it's worth watching with your kids and talking about, not to mention it's a clean film and right. like there's no cursing or weird. It's the other hard thing about scary stories is many times, like you said, they involve, you mentioned gore, but there's also, um, they're, they're, they're known to have foul language and then of course, uh, nudity and, sexual situations and nudity is obviously a non-negotiable because you're actually the actor is actually sinning right and you're actually watching them whereas there is a way to portray violence where the actor is not actually committing violence violence (laughs) yeah and um and it's not done in a horrible way that glorifies violence so right so the moral of the story here for me is that Again, those kinds of films, not on the table. But I do think there are age-appropriate ways to introduce your kids to things that might be frightening or fearful in a way that's actually going to, like, gird them. Right. Um, You know, fairy tales, which were written for children, if you actually read, like, the original fairy tales... Yeah. They were Mm -hmm. horrifying. Not the Disney version. Not the Disney version. (laughs) But... And what and why was that? Because because our ancestors knew that you have to teach your kids about the reality of scary things in the world, right. which is totally different than showing them something gory and awful right. and horrible. Again, huge distinction with a major difference. Right. Um, but you go back and read those fairy tales, and there's a whole there's so much wisdom to gain. They're they're warnings. They're stories about. Here's what happens. Wolves will eat you. Yeah, like <laughs> if you see a wolf, it will eat you. If the wolf is <laughs> pretending to be your grandma, don't believe the lie. What have we been saying a lot lately? Like live in reality. Like but the fairy tales do it in a way that it really like children should not be shielded from the fact that there are scary things in the world. Again, right. you know your kids and you do it at an age appropriate level. Yeah. But a lot of times, I think it's just really important if your kids are particularly fearful or you are particularly fearful that, you know, hiding under the covers and pretending it's not happening is not 
actually helpful. Like I don't, we are not training yourself or your kids in that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that you don't, I mean, it's not as though we're asking, we're asking parents to participate or like watch all the horror movies so that they can determine what is appropriate (laughs) for their kids. Um, But we're saying that you should have somewhat of a tolerance Mm -hmm. for stories that involve scary things. You can have a very low tolerance. You can have a high tolerance. Um, But basically uh, I don't think we should just like kind of retreat. Yeah. Um, We shouldn't just retreat in the name of like, well, that's that's too scary because we watch scary yeah. things all the time. Like you said, you're not it's not just it's not just in horror yeah. movies that scary things happen. Right. Well, and I think everybody has a has a threshold. You might deny it because you know somebody who really likes scary stories and you don't. Right. But ultimately, um do, do you like the story of uh <sighs> What's the one with all the demons? Uh, screw tape letters. Oh, like, uh-huh. do you like do you like screw tape? Because right. that's a story about a demon who's who's like plotting right um, to destroy someone like that. Well, so- or any of the epic, like any of the C.S. Lewis, Tolkien, all involve orcs, a great, there's... great evil and yeah. and fear. Yeah, that's a part of. I mean, really. Uh, Fear is a huge, um, I mean, in terms of just like the pacing and composition of a story, it is a huge way to create momentum in stories, Mm -hmm. to create suspense Mm -hmm. um, and to keep people Mm -hmm. engaged, Mm -hmm. to keep people feeling like they're right there, like to feel the way that the character feels because it's so the character is developed and you, you can almost feel what they're. Feeling. Oh, and you're who, experiencing it with the them. most like triumphant story you can watch is is someone overcoming their fear, right? Whether it's because the monster is real or imagined right. or you know whatever their fear of failure, blah blah blah. But there's a reason why we all cheer when the dragon or the orcs or the demon right <laughs> is overcome, yeah. Because we all want to see that evil be defeated, and that is a great that's a great thing for you to remember and for you to teach your kids is that when these quote unquote scary things happen, um, there's always for, for the good guy in the story. If it's a well-told story, there's triumph, right? That's the, that's the point. Despite fear. Right. Is that you've overcome it. Um, And so I think kids tend to naturally be drawn to, scary stories because they want that triumph. Now, of course, your kid could have a poor immune system and could just kind of be doing that vice tourism thing of like, I want to see the dark stuff. That's what I Mm -hmm. want. That is something to definitely watch out for and not encourage in any way. Um, And to recognize it for what it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we definitely have a lot of those stories right now um there was a really distinct change in the genre specifically with movies um i think in like the late 1960s Mm. i think 1968 but uh is when rosemary's baby came out so that was one of the first uh 
that's written and directed by Roman Polanski, who, in my opinion, yeah. is one of the most despicable people yeah. to ever come out of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so who's but, surprised? But before that, you were you were think more like uh, Alfred Hitchcock, mm-hmm. Vincent Price, mm-hmm. and Vincent Price was very it was very like campy, kind of circusy, like ooh, a tale of horror. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, Vincent Price, the production company wanted Vincent Price involved in Rosemary's Baby. But uh, Roman Polanski was like, no, because I'm godless and I want a godless, terrifying, evil story story. Yeah. Um, and uh, just in case this is not clear enough, I do not recommend <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. It's also a book written by Ira Levin. If you want to read the book, I've read the book and it's nothing. It's it's very safe compared to um, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still. Mm-hmm. A story about the devil, yeah. uh, and um, and, and it's not he win in the end. It's not a triumphant story, yeah. Um, and so, uh, but that really marked that movie, really, and that was one of those movies, um, and you know, there, where there's like a cult. It has a cult following, but it also mm-hmm. had lots of weird things happen on set. Um, you know, like The Exorcism is another, uh, The Exorcist is another one of those yeah. where like the people involved in the production of the movie said right. they like didn't like it, feel it, like things were Like it was okay. so dark. Yeah. And just for the sake of being dark. Right. And enjoying the darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't this, surprise me. This sort of anti-hero story that we see all the time, which is yeah. where no one overcomes fear. They're consumed by it. Yeah. And they accept the darkness gross um and yeah those are the kinds of and you know in a way though i'm 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 it should be expected that our culture will produce stories like that Mm -hmm. and that's why the immune system is necessary um and so you know even if the way that you equip your kids entertainment immune system is by saying hey look like this is what a postmodern story is um, that actually does not glorify good. It glorifies evil. Um, right. And uh, and just teaching, I mean, Rosemary's Baby is a great example. Like I said, don't watch it. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it's after that is when you started seeing mm. um, more gory, more violent, violence like for the sake of Stories of violence. evil winning yeah. because that was just what they right. wanted. And then there's also in the horror genre too, um, something that I think is very interesting about the genre is because there is so much bad storytelling that doesn't even include nudity or violence or evil glorifying evil. Um, It's very interesting because if you are a fan of watching bad horror, you actually get a lot of practice in bad story. Yeah. Um, You, you learn about pacing and, and composition of a story. You learn about uh, continuity (laughs) a lot. (laughs) And um, I mean, I feel like, (laughs) it's it's i'm not i'm not saying that it's our job to go out and watch every bad movie ever um Mm -hmm. but but there are there is an exercise Mm -hmm. that can happen when you watch something bad yeah um and you start to realize like this is a bad story because of this other than that i just thought it was so funny and bad right and so it does sort of like horror kind of (laughs) helped me mm. develop mm-hmm. the ability to uh think mm-hmm. critically about story yeah a lot yeah now i watched a lot of things that were not necessary or edifying 
sure. in my life. Yeah. Um, and I have much more of a distaste mm-hmm. for many things that I watched in the past now. Um, but horror is just, it's, I think in my opinion, it's, it's one of the hardest genres and that's why so many people have failed because they think it's just a bunch of jump scares and teenagers hanging out in the woods and a scary CGI monster. Um, Well, and that's, that's, I think that's, you're touching on why doing a scary story well is actually difficult because what you have a lot of, I feel like the last 20 years in theaters for us is like cabinets closing and like a to- a forks toy shaking rolling down the hallway or how about like just the rocking chair is yeah. rocking mm-hmm. and it's like if that that is what <laughs> yeah i mean like listen demons are actually scary creatures right the rocking chair moving is not well that and that's <laughs> i that touches on continuity like at the the last 20 minutes of the movie the monster behaves in a completely different way yeah. than it has the entire movie. Why does everybody think like a demon comes into your house and his idea is like, if I rattle the cabinets, that'll really get him. Right. Like, you, do you guys really think yeah. this ancient creature, this malignant ancient creature is like coming into your house to like rearrange your cupboards? But that's what you get in right. movies. Which, which comes a lot uh, from just the interest in like supernatural like ghosts and and unfinished business it's hilarious and that kind of thing those movies have just always made me laugh because it's like that is not this de- just stop like i just but again if that is what people find scary i think that's part of why it's hard to tell a scary story well or to have a story with scary elements that are actually worth being there and what's the point in having it there? And what is the lesson in having it there? And that's when people just want to be scared to be scared. You're not at a certain point. You're not watching a story about people being scared. The 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 production crew is just trying to scare you sitting in the seat. Yes. You're not watching a story. Yes. You're just a part of an experience. Yes. It's like, and that's not a story. No, that's not that's, a story. But when a when a scary story is told well yeah. and you feel mm-hmm. the fear Mm-hmm. of the the main character the hero yes. that is meant to to topple Overcome. the villain yeah um those are really wonderful yeah. and i do know that i have a higher tolerance than a lot of people sure um but also i don't know i don't know what else you have to say i i don't have a lot more to say but there yeah. was another thing that i just want to say about like the artistry of practical special effects and oh yeah and um just that some of the like there are many stories that involve a courageous hero Mm -hmm. overtaking the villain Mm -hmm. that don't have like a scary looking monster or right um a creature or you know but there's a lot of of work that goes into creating a villain Mm -hmm. and when your villain isn't a human or if your villain is a human Mm -hmm. um there is a lot of artistry that goes into making something scary or suspenseful mm-hmm. or believable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge, when I'm, when I'm watching a movie critically, that's huge for me. Mm-hmm. Is it believable? Right. Cause I'm telling you, yeah, we've been scared. Like there's, there's so many horror movies out there where, yeah, you're just getting like 
cabinets, bumps and thumps in the night. And then for the last 20 minutes, you look at this weird CGI creature for <laughs> for 20 minutes to the point where you're not scared of it anymore. Yes. And it like has all new rules and you're like, oh, OK. So now apparently it's a full orbed being that can't yes. walk through walls anymore. And <laughs> right. like all of a sudden it. <laughs> It's boring. It's it's yeah. it's boring. It, the lesson is missing for me there entirely. Yeah. Um it's not even a triumph at that point. Right. You're just sitting there going, "Okay, I already know how this is going to I already know they're going to win." And then at the very end, so the creature's going to be wiped out, and then at the very end something's going to happen that is going to make us wonder. Yeah. Is it really dead? Is it right? And it's just like, "No." Like movies mm-hmm. can <laughs> I wish nowadays more people would accept, would create stories yep. that that actually have a real ending. Yes. Where they're not like, oh, but but is it gone? The talisman right. still exists <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. The, yeah. Who's going to find it at the bottom of the ocean? It's like, and oh. you wonder, you're wondering, you're like, are they really just leaving this open for a part two? <laughs> they are, depending for on how the first one. talisman of evil part depending two. Depending on how the first one went. Is there a a scary movie that you would recommend? Yes. Okay. Oh yes. Um. So the the thing with Kurt Russell. Uh huh. Is I'm not recommending it for your four year old. Please use your discretion. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's an excellent movie. Yeah. Um. And there's lots lots of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exclusively practical effects um but yeah it's a great it's a it's a wonderful story of um a hero yeah but it's and it's there's isolation there's yeah there's all this momentum created Mm -hmm. by by the setting Mm -hmm. and there's a distrust Mm -hmm. sown amongst Mm -hmm. this group of people Mm -hmm. um and it it you will not feel like you're tapping your foot waiting to get to the next spot. Yeah. Um, if you watch the newest version of the thing with the girl. Oh, I haven't. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I forget what her name is, but. Kate Beckinsale. No. Oh. Um. Mia. Mila. No. Mm. I forget what her name is. Okay. But the Kurt Russell one. The original. That's a really great one. And it's not, Um. there's no, like, like I said, it's not a kid movie by any means, but you're not going to yeah. have to watch anyone actually sin yeah on camera which is great <laughs> fantastic <laughs> and not... i do i do really recommend watching they have lots of like behind the scenes of how they created a yeah. lot of the monster and stuff like that yeah um those are also very interesting and and you'll be able to see just the high yeah high artistry yeah. that that went into that um i do also have i have a recommendation for a bad horror movie oh do tell um called wish upon Okay, who's in that? Um, it's that girl that's in everything right the now. The girl that's in everything. The girl that's in everything right now. Um, uh, she has like a. It's like I think she has like a boy name, but it's a girl name. It's like a boy. What? It's a shared. I'm. I can't wait. To what find is out. she? Okay, I'm so. I'm looking it up. Who I'm looking this it is? Up. I'm the, looking it up. The girl with the boy it's name. It's called Wish. Up, it's pulling in. up Wish Upon a Star. Great song. Um. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, her name is Joey King. Um, you once you see her face, she'll be like, "Oh, I know who that is. She's in everything right now." Oh, yeah, she's been in all this stuff, you know. Yep. Um, so got it. It is the it 
and it's the reason I recommend it is because it's it's also clean. Like there's okay. some violence in it, obviously, but I'm pretty sure it's rated PG-13. You're not going to have to worry about like Got any it. sex scenes, uh, okay. gratuitous, uh, bad yeah. language. Yeah. Um, so they are limited in there, but it is truly an exercise in <laughs> in uh, storytelling. Okay. You will. I real. I tr- truly. Um, if you watch it, make it a fun thing. <laughs> I'm just having and time. just be ready to figure out why mm. why it's bad. That that's a part of what has always drawn me to the genre yeah. because so much of it is bad and when it's good it's so good yes um but when it's it, done well it's so great yeah but so i i don't know and i i certainly i will admit that i have wasted time watching sure. bad horror yeah um but uh it's it's not it's not something you you don't you shouldn't ever do yeah and i do think it's important that we all it's important in building an immune system um, mm-hmm. and it's important to develop critically how we think about story. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of know what a bad story is to know what a good one is. It helps at it's least true. like it's at least a part of the, um, of the learning experience, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, wish upon is just, uh, Ryan Philippi in it has the worst fake beard at one point. It's like, a, oh, no, it's like. It never occurred to me that that movie makeup people like if you have a man tell him cast, to grow a beard. Just have him grow a beard. But instead they did this horrible Well, it's because they're like they're like moving through different realities. Okay. So someone the was filming... like someone was like, I don't want to have to figure out the whole beard thing. Yeah, okay. But it's it's true. It's a great safe um exercise yeah. in bad storytelling. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. <laughs> um I really appreciated I already mentioned um a quiet place. Um also I mean one of my favorite movies of all time is Still Signs. I know lots of people have problems mm-hmm. with that movie, but I Oh yeah, no, I love Signs. Think that it's a flawless scary movie. Again, one that I let my kids watch. Um I really also I really like uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is the old old invasion of the body snatchers. Okay. Um. There's another great. There's an excellent one of my favorite scenes of all time. And really, where you just a really one of the best things. This is obvious to some people, but like one of the best things you can do when you're telling a story is show people and not like tell them. Yes. And there is a there's a moment in that movie where they t- you know everything you need to know and there's not a single word in the scene. Mm. Um and it's just I it's great storytelling. Yeah. It's great storytelling. And you know, you're right. I do think that um so I could see people wanting to split hairs a little bit over like what the horror what actually classifies something as a horror movie. Um and maybe maybe I'm not a horror fan, but I'm more of a thriller fan. Depending on how you want to right. define it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, remember when I recommended that movie a long time ago? Oh, I can't, it comes in the night or what? No, not that. Um, 
I said, oh, this charming movie on Amazon. Oh, yes. And I, um, why can't oh, I think of yeah. what it was called? No, that was an excellent movie. And, and there was one scene that was a little like ooh, goose pimply. Yeah. But people were like, why did you say that was so nice? It was terrifying. <laughs> people were emailing and they were like, that movie was so scary. And I, you said it was charming. <laughs> See, I watched it with my um, extended family in Oklahoma and they were like, it's so boring. And so that's the thing is like, I don't. That's what I mean. Like you, you do have to have an immune system other than just for scary things. You have to have, if you want to consume story, which we've endlessly discussed the benefits and necessity of on this show. Yes. Um, but you need, you need to, if you haven't built up any immunity, a good story might be boring to you. Yeah, um, absolutely. At, like just depending on what you get your thrills from. Yeah. You know, like if you like it when the, the, octopus arm flies out of the ocean and your favorite part is when he slices through the guy and pins him to a mast and you're just like yeah blood Ugh, wonderful then you know yeah maybe your taste something- might not right. yeah you're it's not so great like maybe the mcdonald's cheeseburger of movies that you're always watching that's not that you it's not that mcdonald's occasionally is the worst thing you could do but you know we're not recommending it right i would never be like oh you want a really good meal have you heard of mcdonald's (laughs) like that's not (laughs) isn't it funny that at one point that would have actually happened like have you tried the mcdonald's yeah i mean i'm looking i want to remember what that movie was called arrival was a good movie too it was oh yeah i I didn't see arrival um watch it i didn't i keep wanting to watch it because i've heard that it's uh that it's really good. You should absolutely watch Arrival. Uh, I don't think it's a scary movie. Just maybe someone out there would watch it <laughs> and be scared, but I don't think it was a scary movie. Um, Vivarium was one of those weird sci-fi kind of scary movies that was clean, that was surprising. Again, super slow burn. Um, but it has all the vast of night. There. Oh, it yeah, is. yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's something about the night. The vast of night. Um, again. Yeah, that was a great. I think it's a very charming mm-hmm. film. It's clean. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. If you think that it's scary, I'm sorry. Yeah. I do also. Um, I feel like. <sighs> I do feel like uh, what's his face. Um Oh. Peel, um, Jordan Peel. Uh-huh. He I think that he is very talented. His stories uh hit a little on the nose <laughs> for me. <laughs> a lot on the nose. Cuz well he tries he just, to punch you in the nose. Well, and he comes out and he says the the purpose of <laughs> of his movies. So, you know, um, if you couldn't catch it right while watching it, I can't help you. Actually, I think I would enjoy them quite a bit more. Yeah. Uh, if they weren't so, if I knew less about like his whole thing, theology, like theology, uh, ideology behind them. Yes. But uh, I mean, too, obvious older stuff is Psycho is wonderful. Not the new one. If I say, <laughs> just think, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. Do not. Who's the guy? Vince doesn't like Vince Vaughn play. I think so. Play the. Um, like Viggo Mortensen was in the new one. I oh didn't yeah, watch I it. don't even. And then they remake. They remake them, and then they re remake them. Yeah, I can't. And it's just it's really hard. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like there's classics like The Birds, Marnie, 
Um, uh-huh. There are horribles. Anything done by Rob Zombie don't is watch evil it. and wicked. Don't watch it. Stop. Don't, don't. touch it. It's not going to help you. <laughs> it's not going to edify you. No. No. Um, Hellraiser. Obviously, I'm a Stephen King fan. It really does. It pains. I can't. There, a part of me almost would want to recommend his movies more than his books because oh. his movie, his books do tend to include like sexual mm. uh, situations okay. and descriptions of things. Oh. And so I don't like, yeah, I find myself reading it less and less. Yeah. That's the thing too is, um, I don't know, like you, uh, that's mm. a, it's a part of creating an immune system and creating a taste is mm-hmm. that, um, you may find yourself really disliking the taste of things that you had a taste for. Yeah. Have you ever, I think I might've told a story once, but like there was a movie that I had seen once when I was younger and I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, this is so funny. And then I just held on to that belief for a decade. Uh And then I was like, let's watch this really funny movie. And five minutes in, I was like, I hadn't laughed once. Yeah. And I was like, it's not that it was gross or anything. It just, it's been a decade and it wasn't funny to me anymore. And I think that's kind of a natural progression of life Mm -hmm. as you just grow. Well, and it's, I mean, out of things, the things that, that kind of always stay good. Mm -hmm. That's a sign of one sign of a good story. Something that kind of always still holds up 20 years later for me. I love signs. It's a fantastic movie. And signs is scary. Oh, terrifying. I mean, and so well done. And yeah. the the lesson of it, I mean, it's a Calvinist movie, number one. Right, right, yeah. It, mm-hmm. That movie is about Calvinism. You cannot tell me otherwise. <laughs> um, watch it and try to tell me that it's not. Um, but yeah, I mean, fantastic film. That's when I say I like scary movies. That's what I mean. Yeah. That is what I'm. T- I'm not talking about Rob Zombie movies. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Um. That's what I appreciate, and I think that they're totally worth your time, and maybe get a- consider getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. Uh. And thinking of them differently. I'm not saying just go willy nilly and consume whatever. That would be foolish. Right. Um. But with all the resources that we have now, there is no reason for us to be like, develop your taste by buying every cheeseburger <laughs> on the market. Yeah. No. No, you can develop your taste by doing a little internet searching. Yeah. Every do a time research. every time so what what I used to do with Matthew is anything we had an interest in watching, mm-hmm. horror or not, mm-hmm. Matthew doesn't like horror really. Yeah. Um I would just search for content that we do not watch in our house yeah that you know whatever that is for you yeah uh now they just tell you yeah they tell you up front. like every streaming service just says it. in the front like here's what's happening here's what's in it <laughs> and if for some reason that's not clear enough you can look it up and actually get descriptions right. of what they're talking about right um so yeah you don't have to go at it alone you live in a, the best time to explore <laughs> to figure that your out. taste yes 100 <laughs> percent all right. Um, yeah. That was it. That's it for me. Wait. Oh, oh, I have one more recommendation okay. that I had written down. Yeah. Um, A Shot in the Dark with uh, Audrey Hepburn. Okay. I have never seen it. She plays a blind woman okay. and someone's like breaks into her house. It's very, very suspenseful, but super clean. Really wonderful what story. What a setup. Mm-hmm. Okay. A Shot in the Dark. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Audrey. Okay, well, <laughs> let us know how you feel about that movie. <laughs> you can call us at 470-465-0475. I really don't know what song to leave you all with. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of a... Well, there's a bunch of... There's a lot of like theme songs of... Oh, okay. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> See you next week. <laughs>